welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, tries to make it just a little bit easier. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. All right, so before we talk about writing, I just have to say that, you know, with all the craziness that's going on, I have found some new hobbies. Uh, I, I don't know, Melissa, if you're doing any new hobbies, but this, listen to what I've taken up. Uh, I'm, I'm raising African violets. Uh, I'm doing crosswords. And I'm doing needlepoint. I have turned into my grandmother, Melissa. What's happening? I was going to say, did you age like 15 years? <laughs> I know, right? I need a house coat. Uh, I'm going to start speaking Italian randomly. <laughs> yeah, those are way cooler than my hobbies. My hobbies include cooking, eating, and drinking. <laughs> nice. Those aren't really hobbies, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not? I eat for fun. Well, I guess I do eat for fun. Yeah, all right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> but I, I have noticed that, you know, these other hobbies, how they do tie into my writing. Um, in some ways, I you know, I, the needlepoint is kind of a creative outlet and how I'm much more forgiving of myself. Uh, and I have much lower standards for myself when it comes to the needlepoint, which, you know, I wonder if there's a lesson to be learned there. Uh, but they are also excellent distractions. So that's the other, other hard part. Um with writing is that I have to block off the entire New York Times website when I'm writing or I will, because you, when you get a subscription, you get the full back catalog for ever. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about writing. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, some books and series uh, and authors that have influenced us and why. Because I think we all, no one comes to writing just naked and blank. I mean, whatever you do in your own, you know, rituals is fine. But, you know, I mean, like we've all start writing because of things we've read, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's important to kind of take a look at that, at, at that journey of yours, of, you know, from reading books and being influenced by books to sit down and writing them and uh, look at that and see, see how that, you know, what is that story and what does that do for you and what does that mean for you? Um, because you can learn things about yourself that you can then uh, either use just in the act of writing itself or in the characters you're doing or however. But, you know, self-awareness is always really important. Yeah, and I think it's helpful to, it's a helpful exercise because it also inspires me to think about the kind of impact that I could have on somebody else reading my work. Yeah. Um, and so it's very easy to get caught into, what, like caught up in what's on the page and not think about, oh, somebody's going to read this and they're going to love these characters. And I may get a hundred bad reviews, but if I get two people who are obsessed with my world or obsessed with my characters and it inspires them to do something in their lives differently or brings them entertainment, then that's great. That's the job. I think that's an important thing to visualize too, is you visualize your reader as someone who wants to read your book. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to visualize your reader as someone who does not want to read your book. And that could be really... Uh, uh, constricting to you creatively, but uh, particularly when you are creating the content rather than editing it, I think it's important to, to have that idea of like, there's this fan who just cannot wait to get their hands on it. I think that can be very inspiring as a writer to kind of keep you motivated. Yeah. All right. Well, Melissa, I'm going to make you go first. What, what are some of the, the things that got you into this crazy business? Well, um, I have been like, I tried to think about not the big, 
the big guys, right? Like not the ones that everybody okay. says, but like who are the authors or the books or the series that I just fell in love with that are a little bit under the radar, but also had a significant impact on how I thought about my career as a writer or how even pursuing a career as a writer. And the first one that came to mind for me was Laurel K. Hamilton. And apparently she's still writing, which I was kind of shocked because I haven't read her books in a while. But uh, she writes the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series. And it came out in the late 90s. Um, I stumbled upon her books when I was in college and she was already probably at least eight books in to a series. Um, And I found her book at the library. So yay, libraries. I found a book at the library. I was like, what is this? This looks interesting. I used to read books about vampires in modern day culture. This was way before Twilight, right? And Mm -hmm. started reading it, fell in love with her portrayal of the character. She was very much a pioneer in the urban fantasy with like strong female, like the kick-ass heroes. Like that was, she was one of those founders in that um, there would be no Buffy without her right (laughs) so yeah so like I just became obsessed with her books but like the thing was I like I read all her back books and then started following her but at that time they had the live journals and the blogs and it was the first time I got to get close to an author that I admired and that changed everything because she was like I sold insurance (laughs) and then I quit my job and started writing and now I'm a New York Times bestselling author and here's how I did it and that access and transparency made me think wait a minute this is actually possible and there's other people who live in the Midwest who are you know had this other career path that went back and decided to follow their passions this is something a real person does. Yeah. Their authors are actual re- real human beings that don't, um, yeah, that, that, that aren't like magic creatures that come from New York. They're, they're actual people. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, writers today are so lucky, like to have the internet and this like yeah. access to writers and craft and information and research, like all at the tips of your fingers. Like there has never been, a moment in our history where we've had that kind of access to artists and creatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about this because one of the series that influenced me a lot was actually the Xanth series by Piers Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately they don't age real well. Uh, I went back and read some. I was like, Oh my. But uh, at the time they were really cute and funny. They're these light fantasies. And, but one thing that he always would do is at the back of the book he'd write a little like basically a blog entry you know he'd talk about the process of writing and in his life and things like that and that did kind of had the same the the same effect of of humanizing this author you know that that these aren't magic things that come from on high there's actually you know a human being who has to make lunch who writes these and i was like okay writers are people got it yeah so powerful it's kind of like it's kind of like moms you know like (laughs) Like okay, bear with moms? me. Wait, what? <laughs> bear with me here. So, when you become, when when people become mother, you know, become a parent, you kind of feel like, oh, there's no way I could do this, you know, because your idea of a parent often is your own parent who was always a parent, right? You, by definition, did not know them until they were, you know, when they, before they were a parent, right? So, that the parentness was just always inherent in their being. Yeah. So when you think of yourself pre-parent, you're like, well, I, I am not that, right? Like, I, parents are always parent. Like, 
like if you're a mom, you have always been mom. Like my mom has always been mom to me. I mean, this is not obviously logically, you, you, you intellectually understand, but there's kind of a, a subconscious bias there. And I think with authors, you might get the same thing of like author has always been author. They have always done this because I've only ever known them as a published author. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's important to remember, no, 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 they started just like we did, you know, writing stupid stuff in their notebooks uh, in their cute third grade cursive um, and moving on from there. So I really liked your choice of, uh, of series there. Not only is that an awesome series, which I, I think I need to read, uh, but also I like the way you put that, that, you know, the access helps you humanize it. Yeah, it's really, I think it's, I think the key is like finding a book or finding a story or characters that speak to you. And then like, you have that access to the author and you're like, how did they create this? And you want to learn and know more. At least that was my sort of approach is like, I found these books that I couldn't put down that I was like, oh, I wish I could write these stories or the characters became like friends in my life. And then it's like, I want to know everything I can about the person yeah. who created them. Yeah. And look for similarities. And mold yourself into an exact replica of them. Uh, you know, wear their clothes. Um, start to I assume their identity in uh, in public places. Um, <laughs> stalk them. Yeah, no. no she no, probably no. has all of those. She does have all of those fans. So I oh, would not suggest doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not. Gonna work. That, that doesn't. Yeah, that's a real short-term gain, long-term loss. Uh, yeah, no. No, you have to still be yourself, but, you know, you can always, it's always an amalgamation. Everything you're exposed to comes in, so. Yeah. I think another series that I love is a YA series. There's a ton of YA authors that I really like, and um, one of them is Sarah J. Moss, and oh, yeah. there was something about her. She's got two or three different series, but the one that I like in particular is, like, A Court of a Court of Thorns and Roses. I always get the names mixed up. Um, yeah. But that series, it's like four books, maybe five, uh, is so empowering because it was the first time I read a young female protagonist in a fantasy story that is very heavily sort of romance driven, but also is action driven. And the oh, nice. female protagonist is really truly the hero, right? <laughs> like that yeah. it's not like there's like, she's the wingman for like the love interest and like he's driving yeah. the action or saving the day. Like she really is learning to come into her power and becoming even more powerful than even the the male characters in her life. Um, and I have quotes from this book all over my apartment uh, because nice. I love it so much. And there are just all of these moments that translate so brilliantly into real world um, even though this is a fantasy series. So I love that when that happens and you can have something that's fiction or have something that's supernatural or fantasy uh, and the context still resonates on an emotional level. Yeah. It's really nice because it's not just, I mean, it's an entertainment and there's nothing wrong with a thing being just for fun. But when you can, you can be inspired and, and it changes your outlook on life and what you do, you know, I think that's, you know, that that's just an extra level and uh, makes the whole process a lot more rewarding and it helps you understand that what we're doing matters and makes a difference. What about you? Any other like books that you're like obsessed with or series that you're obsessed with that you feel like are influencing your writing in some way? The one thing, yeah, the one thing that I put down um, that I actually, uh, 
I was at a, at a writing conference once and they said, you know, put on your name tag, uh, basically this kind of question, what's a, a, a book or a series or something that really influenced you that you think uh, makes you here? And the idea was you put it on your name tag and then you had something to ask someone, right? Like so that we could, because we're all writers, we don't like to talk to people. You could say, oh, I can see, I see this book. What is that? Tell me about it. And then you always had something to talk about, which I thought was really brilliant. Yeah. Um, and what I put was the Little House on the Prairie series. Really? I read those books over and over and over and over again. Now, they are fictionalized history. But for me, what I loved about it is how transporting it was. And I think it's really no surprise that I write science fiction and fantasy now after reading those books and often historically influenced science fiction mm -hmm. and fantasy um, it, because I was transported. You know, the, the detail, the world building, you know, the books didn't really have a lot of, you know, they weren't like conflict. There wasn't like a, you know, a story, a character arc. It was just a, here's scenes from my life. And I ate it up. And in fact, that was my first cosplay. Uh, I had my mom make me a little you know, prairie dress and, and stuff, and I have pictures of me wearing it. Um, but I think it was, that was my first time that I, in reading something, I went to another world and stayed there. I, you know, I, I read voraciously, constantly. I love to read, but boy, those books, they took me someplace else, and that was, you know, that, that really made an impression. And so now whenever I write, I'm always trying to take someone somewhere else. That's generally my main, my main goal in writing. That's the kind of writer I am, is I want to transport you somewhere else. The, the, you know, having a story is great. Having you know, cool characters will help. But really what I want to do is to, to give you another place to be, because that's what I always fantasize about. And yeah. uh, I think those books were the first time I ever saw that. And so when I'm writing, I, I try to go for that, too. It reminds me, you know, is this as real as Little House on the Prairie? Like, mm, you know. I think the, so much of the world building comes into play there. It's like creating a world that is so vivid and rich that like people oh, feel like they're being transported into this new place. There are so many images from that, those books that I can, you know, summon up instantly in my head. Just like, oh yeah, no, I remember them making maple syrup candy, right, from the, the, in the snow. And I remember them uh, dangling the pigtail over the fire and eating it eating the cracklins from the, the, the pig that was just slaughtered. They said, oh, here, guys, have the tail. And they hold it by the tail over the fire and then eat it. Um, you know, all these little details that, you know, were so powerful. And that's what I try to emulate when I write. Whether or not I'm successful, you know, that's a different topic. But It's interesting, too, that those are books of your childhood, like books that you read and sort of your foundational years. Because when I think about the Anita Blake series, part of the reason why I love those series is because it reminded me of um, Christopher Pike. And I was obsessed with his books and he had a bunch of vampire books and witch books and all of this stuff that like my teachers professed was garbage and trash and I wasn't allowed oh, yeah. to read for school. But they were really, it was like LJ Smith who did Vampire Diaries. Like I was reading that when it was first published. And I was obsessed yeah. with those books and everybody told me they were garbage and trash. And that's not, you can't write those. There's only a few of them. And so when I found Laurel K. Hamilton, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like somebody's writing this and they're, made, they're successful at it. And it's adult fiction. And I didn't know that, that, that this could be. Successful adult fiction. Right. So like there was that connection again to something that I loved as a child 
um, being able to re-experience that in reading as an adult and that just opened the doors again. It was like, okay, yeah, you can, you can do this thing that everybody told you you couldn't do. And now that's what I write. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting to time, so we kind of want to wrap this up. So what I would ask listeners to do, uh, first of all, is tell us some of the things that have influenced you, but also just as an exercise. If you're feeling, you know, you don't feel it, you're not feeling the, the mojo, think about think about these books. You know, maybe make a list of them. Maybe have them handy. Have them on a shelf by your desk to inspire you. And when you're feeling, when you're feeling low, pull one out and look at it and start to rediscover what got you into this in the first place. See if you can recapture that magic. And uh, I bet you will find, you know, a little more energy. You know, you might uh, juice up the muse a little bit more with that. I love it. I think that's a great, a great assignment. Yeah, and I think I'm going to go do that right now. I'm going to go find some of those books. And you could find a lot, you know, these old children's books. You can find them everywhere. You go to, yeah. um, you know, used bookshops and go online and, and get them. And they're, they're, you know, it's very inspiring. So... And then pass them on to other young people in your life. Sanitize it first, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All oh, right. <geez. laughs> so um, we're going to close up. Just remind everyone to – we're on Twitter. So, uh, we try. Um, we're on Instagram. We try. Uh, but uh, Facebook, yeah, all these things, we're there. Um, if you can go to the – Apple podcast land and leave us a rating and a review that is delightful and wonderful and helps a lot. And otherwise, we will see you next time. So remember that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.